Hello and welcome back to the ASAP Weekly Age of Empires podcast. Uh, no, we have not disappeared. Yes, our schedule is now monthly. Hopefully it's all right with you guys. Um, my my name, or my internet name is Lazero, and I'm joined by Boxer Saint. How's it going, Boxer Saint? I'm great. That's also my internet name. Not my there real name go. on my birth certificate. Birth certificate says <laughs> Boxer Danger Saint, so... Oh, I see. I, oh, wait. <laughs> got it, got it. <laughs> That's great. Um, yeah, I love how like if, if it's a show with with uh, Matt, I'll use uh, my first name, and then if it's a show, <laughs> if it's a show here, then we'll use the internet names. Um, but yeah, so Boxer Saints here, meaning as you can guess, this is probably going to be an AOE two focused show. Um, I'm going to leave the AOE four to next time I have Matt on. Um, and since we're kind of going once per month, it's kind of nice like recap. It usually gives enough time for for the news to start flowing. Or perhaps for an expansion to happen, and that's going to be our uh, topic today. So, Doctor um, Saint, the new expansion has happened. What do you think of like how they announced it, and what do you think of? Well, let's start with that. How do you think like because it feel like it kind of just like appeared out of nowhere? If you know, to to me at least, it just feels like it popped up really quickly. <laughs> it did. I think there were rumors that it was coming, and then when it did show up, it was kind of random. And I saw some of the uh, some of the leaked documents, and I didn't believe mm. them. Honestly, and I think part of that was that the Hindustanis were exactly like the Indians, but just like a mm. few small tweaks. And I thought, why would they make another Indian sieve and make it just like the Indians? So without context, the leak looked ridiculous, um, but it was true to form. It's been really good, I think. I mean, I think any. I mean, and once again, this was the hope with the AOE four release is that AOE two could be. Uh you know, get its expansions regularly. And I, okay, I need, I need you to react to this a little bit. Cause, uh, I, uh, what's the word here? I, <laughs> I saw a comment saying it's AOE definitive edition. <laughs> Why do you keep adding expansions? <laughs> um, which I think That's is hilarious. Uh, which which I think is quite funny because like it, it it is in some sense supposed to be this like you know end all for, for AOE two, but it's kind of morphed into oh no this is literally a live game now right it's it's alive yeah. again so uh, I don't think anybody's complaining but that is pretty funny yeah, I hadn't thought about that um I I just think the whole thing the whole thing is quite funny but um yeah yeah so um. I, I don't here. I'm gonna quickly just just get this in front of me here, so we can we can uh, take a look at it here. But I want to I want to maybe get what what these expansions entail, what the new expansions uh, look like here. You know, this is stuff I should have done before uh, before you know yeah, I, we we started. <laughs> I got you. I got you with some links if that helps. Uh, I th- I, I think I'm pretty much uh, here right now. Uh, so there there. Uh, maybe hit me with the links because I might have I might have found something very close, but uh, there yeah, it is. Yes, tech, tech trees and stuff. Beautiful. Oh, that's just the tech trees. Okay, so Hindustani. So, what are maybe the big differences between them and uh, Indians <clears throat> that we had before? Um, that's a question you knew you were gonna ask that. Um, <laughs> I don't remember everything about the Indian Civ, but um, mm-hmm. for ninety nine percent of this is the same. You know, still don't have knights. Uh, you still got Imperial Camel Rider. I do believe you lost Elephant Archer. I think Elephant okay. Archer was the unique unit for the Indian Civ. Um, that's been replaced with an infantry unit called the Gulam. Okay. And uh, we can talk about that detail in a minute if you'd like. Yeah, but, no. Mm-hmm. 
other than that, I think gunpowder units gained plus one armor, plus one pierce armor. I don't think they had that before. And I, is it safe to say that I feel like they've just been trying to make gunpowder units viable? <laughs> like that, that feels like the attempt every expansion is there's some new gunpowder improvements or units, right? Uh, that feels on like it. a yeah, it's, it, a, it, it's like they want it to be part of the game, is all I'm trying to say. <laughs> yeah, there are very few gunpowder units that you'll see on the field, but um, but they're trying. They they pushed Indians into that gunpowder sieve and really a camel sieve. I think camel riders got an extra twenty five percent attack speed. I don't think they had that before either. And um, that plus the old team bonus of camel and light cab do plus two attack first buildings. Uh, that combination makes camels, you know, plus two attack and they're attacking faster. Like they just shred buildings. Um, it's a really good camel sieve now. Not that it wasn't to begin with. <laughs> yeah. And, and this is so, so is it, wait, because I, if, if, you know, for those who haven't noticed, I've been, I actually did play some AOE, which I will talk about, um, you know, my, 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 my most recent endeavors into the game, but, um, I will say I've I've kind of kept away from this expansion, uh, and and what I'm curious about is did they take out the actual Indian sieve? They did. Um, it's gone. They, mm-hmm, okay. So if you if you did not buy the expansion, you cannot play Indians now. You can play Hindustanis, but the Indian sieve is gone. Well, that that seems so surprising to me because they haven't quite done that with other, let's just say, overarching branching sieves, right? Like yeah. we still have the Slavs, right? But we also have the Lithuanians and the Poles, right? Yeah, it's promising, right? That they're willing to do that to kind of retcon some of this stuff. I think Saracens are the same kind of thing where it's just a broad term for a people group and not a specific kingdom. Uh, so yeah, we could see some more of that in the future. You mentioned Slavs. That could be broken down into a couple of different um I'm saying it already is right. Like Lithuanians and and Poles are technically all Slavic, right? So, um, it it it's it's a general term for Eastern European, you know, like regional cultures. So it 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 definitely to me is like it's interesting that they. I mean, I guess I guess it it's probably the more accurate they are, the better, right? Um, and I think another thing that you see is just a lot of these civs start to, um, overlap. And that's maybe one of the problems is like, you know, like they, they become too, too similar to each other. So I guess in the, the sense they're like, no, we're going to, we're going to try to make them a little bit different here. Right. Yeah. And I think what we, I mean, we like the the formula they have Add a couple of unique civ bonuses, give us a unique unit, but really we want archers, cavalry, a couple of boats hmm. and some siege, right? Like let's don't, don't switch it up too much. Um, you don't have to go super historically accurate. <laughs> but, oh, and I meant I've, I left off the armored elephants that were added in. So Ooh, the Hindustanis yes. do get the armored elephant. They lost the elephant archer, but they get the armored elephant. All four of the new civs get armored elephant. Amazing. Uh, I was just going to say that I, I feel like, um, yeah, I, I feel like in general, this this seems like, it seems like it's such a small change. Like, sorry, what I mean, it, like if if you're to announce this expansion, what I'm looking at is something that I'm like, okay, this is going to be like too too you know different. But then we have like four sieves from it, right? Just appear, um, and they do have their kind of own uniqueness. I think I think that's what excites me. Do you want to maybe conti- continue on, unless you have anything else you want to add about the hidden stones? No, you want to go on to the next sieve. Yeah, we can go on to the, uh, Gur-Yar- 
Yaras. That's how I'm pronouncing it. I don't know if that's accurate, but that's. that's I think the community is saying Gurjaras. Gurjaras. But um, but the community does not really know how to pronounce stuff all the time. Well, I was (laughs) gonna say, you know, what would be the language, and then ask someone that speak anyway. uh, Yeah. (laughs) Continue. That's (laughs) that's where we're at. We're we're with Gurjaras mostly. Um, this is probably. Kind uh, of, they have the the most unique twist to them in that they can garrison livestock in their uh, in their meals. So they can garrison up to ten sheep or ten cows or whatever mm-hmm. into their meals, and it immediately starts generating food. And okay. in addition, they start with two forage bushes. So in theory, you could take all of your starter sheep, slam them into a meal, and then just go heavy on bushes, and um, and get a pretty good food flow on into feudal and castle i mean that sounds like a strat is that what you're seeing from people playing these or yeah survivalist has worked on a build like that and uh and you'll see a lot of the high level players doing it it's pretty simple to do you've got to drop food a few times and you can't go with your standard four on bushes you need to go i don't know six to eight um but really that that food income starts coming especially if you get 10 sheep in there uh, mm-hmm. The food feels really feels really good. It feels to me like, um, if you guys have played a bit, it feels like Tootin Farms, in the sense that Tootin Farms are super cheap, and you can have food flowing in excess if you're not careful. If you're trying to place, because usually you're placing farms by how much wood you have, and um, you can get a lot more farms down. So that's that's how it feels. The food flow. Uh, they also have an interesting, unique unit. If you want to move on from getting more questions, with the I was, was going to say real quick is like, I, so, so, because I'm trying to imagine in how mills with livestock to produce. That's so, like this to me, I love when they do this. Like, I don't know if this is unique to this sieve, but like mills with livestock to produce food. I, I, I love when they do this kind of unique stuff, you know what I mean? Where it's, it's like a different take on economy, if that makes sense. So, that's that's yep. all I really want to add. Yep. And obviously it makes them really good on Ghost Lake where there's a lot of sheep or mm-hmm. some uh some mega random maps have a lot of sheep. So you'll see this sieve a lot on mega random if people are, are picking sieves. <laughs> you, you want that mega random strats, you know, you really have to <laughs> Yeah. Well I mean you get the sheep and it's just like heaven. Like those mega randoms with like twenty or thirty sheep right by your TC. Um Unique unit is the chakram thrower. It's uh, it's like a a short range archer combined with a scorpion. So it it shoots okay. through units, shoots through units, and uh, and damages everybody in line. That's super interesting. Uh, they they get they get the elephant archer. Of course, I said all the sibs, but Hindustanis get elephant archer. Um, so they get a couple of elephant decks here or there. They also get the armored elephant. And it's really the main thing for them. The chakram throwers are, are pretty weak um, mm. to damage. But in mass, it's the same as mass scorpions. Like, they just shred stuff. And do they move oh. a little faster than scorpions? Or are they a little less clunky? Yeah, they move pretty quick. Um, so they, they move pretty fast. They also have the have the Shrivamsha rider. You can make out of the stables that I forgot about. So they do not get knights. This replaces your knight. But the Shrivatra rider can dodge 
mm-hmm. projectiles, which basically it's got a charge on it. And every time it takes an arrow hit, um, it reduces that charge a little bit. So I think it's like eight or 10 arrows negate the charge altogether. But those arrows do zero damage. They don't do any damage at all. And then it immediately starts recharging itself after it's been hit. So uh, unless you focus fire, they can potentially not take any damage from your archers at all. (laughs) I sorry, I'm just starting to get like the feeling is like, are we gonna get to a point in um in in a in this AOE game where you what would be the word where you (laughs) where it's almost like a League of Legends for some of these units with like the amount of micromanagement you have to do. Yeah, like, I mean, with with this one, you're yeah. close. It it'll shred. You don't want to go archers against this guy. It's they're not as strong That's what as you're knights. Me. Yeah, they're not as strong as knights, but against archers, they're stronger than knights. Um, and I've seen it take Manganel shots head on, and the Manganel shot will deplete all the ar- all the charge, but it won't take any damage. <laughs> so <laughs> you need like a couple of Manganels just to kill one of these. That sounds about right. I mean, Magnus is you know best unit. We know we all know that in uh, AOE two, right? Yep. Yeah, they're the best. Um. um yeah. Keep going. Sorry. Yeah, I think I think that's that's pretty much it for that Civ. Okay. Uh, we can continue on now here to the Bengalis. Bengalis. This is the one that's probably most people are interested in because of the Ratha unique unit. That's the one that is a chariot. And it is both cavalry and a cavalry archer. It can switch modes, whether it's doing ranged or melee. And it gets upgraded like a knight. So it gets upgraded with cavalry armor and infantry slash cav damage. Um, but then you can toggle it to shoot from range. And if you have some toggled for range and some toggled for melee, mm-hmm. when you double click them to select all, it only select ones that are toggled like that unit. So... You just okay, have so some they become some melee. They become actual unique units, is what you're telling me. Once you yep. toggle them, okay. Yeah, which can be difficult to manage because they look exactly the same. So it can get frustrating. <laughs> uh, I wish they had some kind of a visual <laughs> visual cue that, like, hey, I'm in. Nah, they're they're now. that good. They don't need a. <laughs> yeah. The unit is so good that it conceals its ability to, to do both. <laughs> yeah, so so that can be frustrating, but um, a little management and you're good. They also get two villagers that spawn for each age at each town center, so uh, that can get interesting in Castle Age. If you go all out with town centers, you could get, I tested it the other day, you can get, you know, however many villagers, town centers times two when you enter Imperial Age uh, for free. Uh, looking I mean, through there, you need Sorry, sorry. That what? that that's already like that. Just that economic bonus has me scared in some ways. You know what I mean? Like I feel that's going to be abused to no end with this. Of yeah, it's it's not a huge deal in feudal and castle. It's nice, obviously. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, but really, going into imp is where you're going to get that bonus, and uh, and that takes some time, right? It's at that point in the game. I, I don't think it's going to be broken. It's not going to break Got anything, it, yeah. but. Uh, but if if you've lost some vills, you can replenish them for free or something. If you got a lot of town centers out there, okay. Um, so it's 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 not as bad as you might think. Yeah, yeah, because yeah, you can't get more town centers until Castle Age anyway. So that's that's two ups that you've already you just get four vills instead of hundred or whatever. Um, okay. Their unique tech that's most interesting to me is their imp tech. Villagers take ten percent less population space. 
Uh, I forget the math, but like, I think if you're at 130 or 140 villagers, it's basically like you have a population of 220 or 230. So a little bit better than Goss, but not terrible. Mm-hmm. And you got to research it. So I, I don't know exactly what it costs. I can scroll over real quick and it's like it's going to cost 800 wood and 650 gold. So kind of, kind of expensive for an imp tech. Yeah. I mean, it, I like when it, when you get to imp tech, I think a lot of these are the expense. I guess it really depends, but the expense doesn't, it shouldn't affect you. Like you're either winning enough that it shouldn't matter. If that makes sense. Yeah. 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 I agree. Like you're either losing uh, enough that there's no reason to get it or you're winning enough that it's a win harder thing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, you move um, on to Dravidians. Yes. Yeah, so, I mean, that, that's another big thing. It's like, we literally got, we spawned four sieves out of nowhere. Right. I think yeah. that might be one of the biggest, biggest things to take from this. Um, but yeah, here we is the four sieve. I, in other expansions, we, I think we've only had max three or two. So yeah, and they're all very unique. And their their unique units are very different to fight against. We didn't hit the Hindustani unique unit. We'll go back to that in a minute. It's probably the okay. most frustrating for me. Um, but Dravidians says they're an infantry and a naval sieve. Really, I look at them as an archer sieve. They get Arbalester. They get uh, fully upgraded archers. Uh, minus, nope, they get Thumbring too. So they get fully upgraded archers. I play them as an archer sieve. And they're probably my favorite sieve because they're really good on Nomad. They get 200 <laughs> wood when advancing okay. to the next age. So going Ooh. from dark to feudal on a nomad type map you or a water rush. map. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you, you get a lot of food, or you get well, a lot of wood. Sorry, so you and you get fishermen and, and fishing ships carry plus 15. Like, just imagine that combo. Yeah, yeah. They're fishing ships. Uh, slam down some food, so they get a lot more efficient. Um, it says their barrack tax costs 50% less. I haven't messed around with the barracks too much with them. But you can it's see still a tough sell in this game. I feel the the barracks, the the yeah, deck in barracks. Yeah, yeah, it helps for. I mean, if you look at minute arms, your minute arms cost is split in half. So if you're going to minute arms into archers. That's a good play. And when you get there, when you get to feudal, you've got the wood to start archer production immediately. Um, skirmishers and elephants attack twenty five percent faster. Elephant archers, so they're really good anti archer sieve. The skirmishers can kill archers a lot faster. Um, so all around, I, th- I think this is really the the sleeper pick if you're if you're looking to focus on a new sieve. Can I can I just say the wood steel to me seems absolutely ridiculous. It is, especially yeah, dark dark to feudal. You know, castle maybe imp. Nobody cares. You get tons of wood by then. But um, no 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 yeah, no, no, no not the wood the. Sorry, I don't know if you've seen this unique tech. So it's it's oh, a unique tech that I thought you said ignored. the wood. No steel. Wood steel. Yes. The one that ignores um Yeah, it, it, what is it called? Infantry it, and cab attacks ignore yeah, armor. That just seems ridiculous to me. It is. It is ridiculous and I believe they get fully upgraded. Uh yeah, they get all the damage in the blacksmith forging, iron casting and blast furnace. So they are pretty brutal. And if you look at their, I guess their Yurimi swordsman count as infantry. So they're going to ignore, ignore armor. But they're already like uh, the Castilier, 
where they get an, uh, a charged attack that does more damage the first swing. Um, that's the Ur that's the unique unit, the Uramai Swordsman. Mm -hmm. um, they charge up that attack and they just start shredding things. And I think they're, they recharge faster than the Custilier. Um But those guys are, are absolutely brutal to fight against if you get them messed up. I mean, it it just sounds, you know, it just it just sounds like, oh, I guess we can't do anything now. You know, <laughs> that's what I'm feeling with some of these. Yeah. Um, but I mean, I, I it's one thing it's one thing to see something that looks broken, right? It's another thing to see if it actually would be so devastating. Um, yeah, and the thing to remember with these unique units is you've got to get to Castle Age, and you've got to true. drop a castle to start producing. So it's going to slow so, down your ability to mass. Yeah, and I yeah yeah I, th I think that's a that's a good point. Um, you said there's also one unique unit that you that we missed over from the Hindustanis. Um, um, would you like to go over that? Yeah, one. There's one more for Dravidians. They have the oh sorry go, the Risadai warship, which okay. is like a giant freaking galleon, and it's expensive it really too. Cool? <laughs> it does. It looks real sweet, but nice. I don't think it's great. The galleons okay. are ninety wood and thirty gold. This thing is 180 wood and 60 gold. It's literally uh, twice the cost of a galleon. Um, it shoots a lot. It does a lot of damage, but you can't build it until imp, and then it's just super expensive. So you know, I haven't I haven't been super impressed with it outside of its looks. Okay. Um, and that's it. Uh, docks provide plus five population room again. Makes them just an even better nomad sieve. That's the Dravidians. This is yeah. This is my new pick. When I see when I see we, I can go fishing. <laughs> yes. Yeah. Do it. I love it. I've almost stopped taking them because they're just so easy on Nomad. <laughs> oh, it's too easy. <laughs> well, that's that's if you take anything from this one. Uh, there you go. Uh, there's there's the thing to take take from it. Okay. Um, I think with that in mind, uh, what we could do, um, real quick here is oh yeah no sorry we, we still want to go over the the hindustani unique unit and then then i mean then i have a question for you so we're gonna we're gonna do okay. that in that order uh so right. start with that yeah all right hindustani unique unit is the gulam it says uh it is a unit that infantry unit that thrusts its spear through multiple targets strong versus archers weak versus cavalry so what that means you think about the uh the inca Spearman, forget his name offhand. Uh, but the Inca Spearman, Kemiuks, Kemiuk, they can reach over a unit and attack a unit behind somebody. So they have a range of one. These Gulam don't reach over, they reach through and they'll hit two units right in front of them. So they're doing damage to two lines of, of units at once, not one here, you know, the front one or the back one. So that makes them in mass, you know, they're just stabbing through. If you got archers boxed up, they're going to surround your archers and all of them are hitting all the archers at once, basically. <laughs> so they just, they're doing full damage, or I guess full damage to one, half damage to another, I think is what Spirit of the Wall said. But um, it's so frustrating to fight against because they also have really high pierce armor. So you see this little spearman running at you. You're like, oh, I got archers. This is what I did. Oh, I've got archers. I'll shoot them down. I click away, I come back, all my archers are dead. None of his none of his spearmen are dead. And I'm like, these guys are supposed to kill cavalry, right? Like it's got a spear. Why 
kill my archers. So then I just went in all, all in. I said, forget it. I'm in Imperial Age. I'm making hand cannons. I'm going to shred this guy. So here he comes, all of his little gulam. So I do that trick where you back yourself into like a one tile with your archers yeah. and your hand cannons. And then I, I just watch it. And he all of my hand cannons died. And I was like, what is happening with this stupid unit? And then I went and looked at it, and I was doing everything I should have done opposite based on the looks of it. So it's a very misleading oh. unit. Uh, you don't want to you don't want to get all boxed in. You want to spread out if you're using archers or hand cannons. But really, you want to counter them with cav. Think of it as a a huskarl. It's basically an Indian huskarl is what the gulam is. So deal with it like a huskarl. You want to use infantry to fight it. You know militia line. You want to use knights or even scouts to fight it. Um, you don't want to use archers because the Huskarl has high pierce armor. This guy has high pierce armor. Um, and that's the best I can tell you for, for the Gulam. I, I was spitting mad first time I played these in a team game. I mean, <laughs> I, well, this is what this podcast is for, to give you all the info, the behind-the-scenes info, the uh, the strategy info that you need. Okay, Um I think now that we have all these kind of forces laid out, uh, Boxer, say I want to ask you which ones. Let's start with this. Which ones are the least? Ex- which of these forces is the least exciting, and which one is the most exciting? Start with that. Honestly, I think the Bengalis are the least exciting for me. The ones with the mm-hmm. chariots. Um, they just outside of that chariot business, they don't have anything truly interesting or, or different. The spawning the two villagers do they, is Do they neat. play, sorry, do the chariots play how I imagine where you're just like stutter step microing? Is that, um, you just run away, shoot and run away? <laughs> you, you can. They don't have super long range, so it just depends on the fight, right? If you think you're going to lose melee, then you kite them like that. Almost, mm-hmm. They almost have the range of a Mameluke. Um, But then if you think you can win melee, you just toggle it and, and charge in like a knight. Uh, they're just kind of boxy and bulky, and they take up a little bit of space on the field. So uh, I don't like playing with the with the Ratha unique unit. Um, and outside of that, they don't have a lot else. They can get archers too, but I mean, everybody can do that. So nothing nothing there excites me. No worries. What is your most exciting uh, out of all of these? Um, I may have given this one away. Yeah, maybe give it away. Dravidians seem like the most solid. You know, if you're going archers or if you had a nomad start, so I really like, I felt very comfortable with Dravidians. But the Gurjaras with mm. the forage bushes and the livestock just seems neat and something I'd like to. And, I, the, and the Shravam Survivor, mm. they feel like they have the most packed into the sieve and uh, and give you up the most unique type of a game. And I think that's that's a big thing with as as we like continue on with a lot of these. Um, like, what is the. What are the things uh, that, you know, that make the game unique, make the game play feel the same but different, if that makes sense, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think this definitely could be one of them, uh, where where when you find a sieve that's, that it kind of it, it piques your curiosity, I think that's where it really uh, does well. All right, and now that we've asked kind of what you think is the most, in, like, you know, exciting, not exciting, uh, maybe we can ask, which one do we think is the worst of these four. So if you're trying to be competitive, which one do you think is the worst of these four? Mm. Which is the worst? It's uh, like, I play this, I'm losing. <laughs> you know, they're all pretty solid 
I think mm-hmm. Bengalis or Gurjaras are the two that could mess you up. Just because Gurjaras, if you're not practiced in that opening, kind of like the Chinese opening, um, mm-hmm. if you don't know what to do with it, you could get behind and snowball out of the game. So if you're, that would be Gurjaras for me. But then the Bengalis, um, same thing except with the unique unit. If you're going all in on those Rathas, and then that doesn't work. They don't really have a lot you can pivot to outside of that. So those two, Gujars and, and Bengalis, I think could, could trip you up the most. All right. And then your your best of your your choice for the best of out of these four. <laughs> You've already best said that. yeah, Dravidians or Hindustani. Okay. They're they're both very very solid. You get a lot of options. And uh it's not just a unique unit sitting out there. That's fair enough. All right. Um, with that in mind, uh, I think we can continue on here. Any, any maybe thoughts on the? Ex- I don't know if you did. You did you? Pl- is there any uh, campaign expansion that you've played through or not looked at or no? No, I didn't. I didn't touch any of the campaigns. I will. That, that might be something I get into uh, if I have a breath of time. But uh, um, for now, yeah, for now, I'll to, keep on the back table. <laughs> we need it. We need a co-op campaign. Some you and me. Well, that's actually a great transition because I, I did actually play some co-op campaign um, this, I think, past week. Yeah, which was just a friend of mine. And I thought the co-op campaign was great because it was such a low-pressure thing to do, if that makes sense. It's such a low-pressure, like, yeah. oh, I'm just, you know, I'm just, I'm like, I... Because I, I, I like playing, like, standard competitive, but um, if you're not playing regularly, if, if it's not one of your goals to kind of, like, really improve that thing, Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's definitely a lot harder to feel like, uh, you know, <laughs> if you're gone for a month, right? To to then, to then tell yourself, okay, I'm going to uh, I'm going to play this game. I mean, it all kind of comes back to you, but, uh, yeah, I guess I guess it hurts getting beat up. It hurts getting beat <laughs> up, and bitch. when you're really tired, it's you know it's been a long work week. It's nice to just play. And and try to I guess figure out the puzzle of the mission together as opposed to, um, which which we had to do as opposed to like okay it's it's actively like we have to win this now you know so yeah uh that's that's kind of where I'm at with that. Have you have you tried any speed runs? Did you know that speed running campaigns is a thing? I have not tried speed runs in this game. Once again, I I tried to keep the game casual. If I'm gonna play competitively, I'm gonna play it. Uh, you know, I'm gonna play the actual game. <laughs> I just I discovered that this month that people speed run and Dave uh is like a speed runner in his spare okay. time. And they there's a website you can go to and you can download, I guess, the YouTube videos where they prove mm-hmm. that they their times. And uh it's the for me, it's the most stressful thing. It's way more stressful than any one v one match I've ever played on the ladder. Um I tried it, you know, watching their strategy and, and I loaded up one of the first campaign missions and tried to speed run it and i hated it it's it's totally interesting but it is not my cup of tea i mean teach their own right uh yep. i will say that uh yeah no it's it's definitely not not an easy easy sell <laughs> for some people speed running is not is not one of those things you can just do very casually you know i feel like it's it's uh, it's a little bit harder, especially Age of Empires. Like I've seen that before, right? Where where you have games that I don't think are realistic when it comes to speedrunning, right? And then mm-hmm. they just no, we're gonna do it anyway. I'm like, I don't necessarily need to see someone doing a speedrun in Age of Empires, you know? Um, yeah, it's I like it's the, not. Mm-hmm. 
I like the uh, the creativity they use. But yes. Do I don't want to watch someone, you know, find the most the fastest strategy to beat? I mean, I guess I guess it would be interesting. Okay, I guess I guess I guess there would be something to uh, to to get from it. But you know, at the same time, uh, there's only so many hours in the day. <laughs> yeah, I, you know what it would be? It'd be one of those things like once a year if there's like a charity stream, I'd be down to watch someone play an RTS speedrun. But there's a lot better speedruns. Like I want to see people when I watch the speedrun. I want to see people zipping through walls. Is all I'm saying. Okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I wonder if we but, could hold hold that thought for like a future uh, podcast event, like maybe like a, a short mission, and just have some players do it live, see who does it the fastest. That might well, be interesting. I think it could be pretty good. Yeah. Who knows? Who knows? Um, yeah. So I th- I think. I think with that in mind, we can maybe uh, move on just a little bit. Um, the only thing I would like to go is go over the results of the most recent kind of, you know, King of America's tournament. I don't know if you watched it. I missed that entirely. Yeah, yeah, it's a it's a little bit smaller of a tournament. Um, there's only you know there's only you know the the, the price was a little small. It's not it's not a what's it called tier S tier tournament, but uh, just I guess to to get it, um, Tato came out on top and won it and. It doesn't look, yeah. Well, it doesn't look like uh, the participants. There's as many participants as you might usually see, and I think there might be a reason for that. And I don't know if you've been following uh, an AOE four, but AOE four has uh, had, had some pretty large prize pool tournaments recently. So that might have been the reason <laughs> that that this tournament kind of flew on the radar. Press the part, you know this this tournament was a smaller tournament, but I thought I'd mention it. Uh, just kind of cool to see Tata winning a tournament. Because it's been a while since I've seen him win one. What was the format of that? Was well, it an interesting one? King um, of Americas. Was it just like a North and South America entry, or? Uh, that doesn't make sense to me because there's a Spanish player one. So unless he has, yeah, and, I thought he was yeah, like yeah. South America. Is he in there's Spain? a lot. There's a lot of Argentinian players. So yeah, and Uruguayan, yeah, and Chile. So I don't, I don't know why. Like, was there invites? Um, I'm, I'm still trying to figure out that part of it. <laughs> Mm. If that makes sense, uh, but yeah, no, Tato's been very active recently in some smaller streamers, um, streams. So he's been he's been really really cool to see him hang out with the common folk like us. The common folk, <laughs> yes, yeah. Uh, what was I gonna say though? No, here's the, here's the format. Um, sieves no re no repeats and sieves. Uh, Neutral maps, hidden free pick. I don't know if it's all that crazy, but it does look like it was definitely focused. Like this is sorry, this was definitely like an America's like you know South America focused mm-hmm. tournament with the Brazilian Argentinian players. So I I don't know like if Tato was just invited or, or Doubt was just invited. I I'm not I'm not sure what happened there. Maybe yeah. they want some names, you know. Uh, but yeah, that's that's all I got for you. Yeah, cool. <laughs> cool. Um, maybe since since I have been keep, kind of keeping these, what's it called? These uh, these tournaments. Like I have been talking AOE two and AOE four, even though I know depending on on whether it's you or Matt, I will talk about different things. But I do want to mention the AOE four tournament that's going on in the Golden League, um, because. Uh, yeah, it's it's definitely the most money that's been put in the game right now. Um and it continues to have all my like former StarCraft players that were really good ten years ago 
in it and uh that's all i wanted to say <laughs> it's the, yeah. the nostalgia trip continues <laughs> um oh. but i i most recently i, I was seeing what was the muslim against um was playing against the viper this i think this past weekend they were playing against each other uh, in the final in, in one of the final matches this past weekend um and the muslim won this is all part of the rounds it's still part of the group stages but the muslim won four oh, sorry no the viper won four to two and the viper just still seems on a tear uh in this yeah. game <laughs> so yeah, those are those are in, i guess the big takeaways <laughs> he's incredible everywhere do, do you ever think like you know i i he ever since like the new game came out he seems more motivated which it kind of seems the opposite for everyone else because everyone else kind of feels like They've got demotivated in both games almost. Yeah. Or like trying to split the two or need, they need to choose one of them. And the Viper just very much feels like, no, I can do both. <laughs> He's just that good. Maybe, maybe that's why they're somewhat demotivated because they're like, oh, crap. This guy's on both <laughs> sides. We can He's on both sides and he's still winning. Yeah, he's playing AOE4 oh. and AOE2 and still winning. Um, but yeah, there you go. So I, I just wanted to mention that because I know the end date is in... Uh, two weeks from now so i will probably won't have a show another show up before then so if you want to check that out um i'm sure it's on the aoe twitch channel the usual the usual places uh so probably look look for it in a weekend in two week in two weekends from now uh coming coming to you you know uh coming somewhere near you uh the the tournament there okay i think with that um i don't know if you have any any final topics you want to talk about yeah, uh, I had a couple community type. Yeah, outs. let's throw it. Throw um, them out. First, every weekend now for the past few weekends, uh, there's a guy on Twitch called CapJow9, C A P T J O W 9. Uh, we call him, we call him Jow or Captain Jow. He started doing some, some big show matches, either on Saturday or Sunday, depending on who's playing. And we've seen uh, 900 levels, 900 Elos go at it. He had Survivalist and Ozone. You know, Survivalist is usually sitting around 2.2K. I think Ozone's up there too. Well, Ozone has the most games played in Definitive Edition of anybody. Um, I think he started playing like last year. So <laughs> Ozone plays a lot. Um, so he's had some big names. He's had, he's had some small names. And I've, I've played in one of his show matches. It's a, it's a five round, play all five. And then he awards like, I think two... Um, two subs for each win that the players have, and uh, I think these guys are all streamers. He's he's picking out streamers specifically to play against each other. So uh, those those are interesting. He'll often pick two players with different styles and uh, people that are known in the community. So if you get nothing going on, check out his stream and figure out when those events are going to be. And uh, they're always a good show. He's improving it every week, adding in a. Uh, have you seen the dodgeball with the bombard cannon? I've not. What, what? That seems awesome. <laughs> T, I've seen T ninety play it some, but uh, but Jao added in a, a dodgeball match in between, uh, in between the games <laughs> this week. So yeah, that was kind of nice. Uh, so that's been a good production, and I've been helping with that in the background. And oh, uh, I won my match by the way, four to one against nice. a a thirteen hundred Elo player. I'm twelve hundred right now. Pop it off. So, um, what else? Oh, and then something cool that I, that I saw that was encouraging. There's a streamer named Sarums. She's about a 
twelve to thirteen hundred player, and mm-hmm. Xbox actually let her take over the Xbox stream for a couple okay. hours weekend before last for um I believe it was for Asian Pacific Islanders Heritage Month. Mm-hmm. Um, but but that was neat to see. Sabrum averages like seventy to hundred viewers when she streams during the day, and uh, and yeah, that was neat to see somebody that I watch and hang out with get thrown up on Xbox Live's account. So that that this seems really cool. Uh, if you can send all like the links to their streams, I want to include it on the show notes as well. Yep. Um, because even even if we don't um, what's it called, release our episodes as regularly, um. The the nice thing is we're still we're still getting the, about the same amount of listenership, so it'd be good. You know, while 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 they're waiting for more content from us, here here's some great content that's more regular and more you know, <laughs> yeah, uh, more that you can catch all the time. So uh, yeah, I think I think that would be that'd be a great addition. Uh, yeah, I think I think with that, I think we can probably close with the show. Um, Boxer Saint, thank you for being on. Uh the yeah next tournaments and all that stuff i'm gonna be honest I, everything for me is a little bit pushed back it's i think there was a point where i was totaling i think it was six weekends in a row where i didn't have a weekend and the work week was killing me so i'm i'm just on on the full burnout survival mode what have you um so so i'm trying to trying to keep these monthly episodes coming out but uh yeah just just that's that's the reason full-time jobs and all that uh but once again, Boxer Saint, thank you for being on. I hope everyone goes checks out those streamers and the tournaments coming up, and we'll see you uh, whenever we see you. That that's the best I can do. All right. Uh, mm-hmm. So yeah, uh, everyone have a good one. We'll see you next time. Peace. You're not you're not gonna add anything. We're just no, just, I can't. I just, I that was that's kind of like how you can't edit, say so. bye. You can't say bye. My, no. My, okay. My thing is my thing is, uh, is uh, good night, good luck, and good games. Is that? There it is.